Before we get into the, the word for the message today, I do want to encourage because there's a lot of negative things that's going on, a lot of bad things that's happening in our world, uh, but God would say some things in the last days that he was going to do, and I do appreciate that. That kind of wipes out what the negative and what happened. You know, we hear about people falling away from the faith. We hear about apostasy coming into church. We hear about uh, ISIS taking over. But what does God say? And what is God saying in the last days? I liked what he says in Acts chapter 2 when Peter was preaching. That came from Joel, verses 17 through 21. I believe they're going to try to put it on the overhead. There we got it. It says... Let me get to it from my Bible. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to it. Acts chapter two. You don't stand for reading of this one. Uh, we'll get you standing up in a moment. We want you to follow up with this one. It's just kind of introduction of what God laid on my heart. Verses 17, it says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. How many has heard of the four blood moons? If you've been around long enough, they've been talking about it for quite some time. Now, they've been around for a while, but it's awful strange how they're now falling on uh, Jewish holidays and Jewish uh, seasons and things like that. They're lining up, church, lining up for some things to come. But let's finish this. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word that God said in the last days as we are doing the finishing up work, as we are finishing up what God has called us to do, that he was going to pour out his spirit. That is not a negative. That is a positive. Praise God for his spirit. Praise God for the comforter. Praise God he knows how to keep. If it wasn't God for at the intersection where Hannah was this morning, it could have been worse. But because God was intervening. God was doing some things. God brought her here so she could sing this morning Amen. and get a little exercise for her husband. <clears throat> so when he come in, he won't be going, oh, I'm tired. Oh. Maybe wore out from running, but uh, at least he's uh, in that regard. But God is good God, and God is doing something in these last days. I believe God wants to take the, uh, the common, the natural, the things that uh, uh, we look around and say they're just ordinary and take it and make it supernatural. God wants to take you and make you and, and uh, present to you a way that he has for you. Thank God he wants to do that. See, God is going to pour out in these last days. Now you can stand for the reading of God's word. See, God is going to do what the natural cannot do because it cannot perform supernatural. Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. Turn there, if you would, please. Four verses we will read. To be honest, I'm excited. Uh, this year, before we even entered this year, I felt the battle heat up just a little bit from the enemy. Every time I turned around, something was taking place. And you know what I did? It says, bring it on. 
Bring it on. I've never felt a fighting spirit in my heart like I have this year. I'm ready to see total victory. I'm ready to see God turn things around for people, bringing deliverance, bringing revelation, bringing victory, total victory, not just partial victory, not to have the enemy stand back and halt me. But you know what? As I'd done that message not too long ago, I'm ready to take the head of Goliath, the head of the enemy, and walk around. Look what the Lord has done. Praise God. I'm ready to dance on his grave. Glory to God. But let's read scripture. I got to get in the word here. God's got some good things for us today. Verse one. Then Moses answered and said to God, and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, said to Moses, that is, what is in, that is in your hand? And he said, a rod. Say a stick. stick. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and, became, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. <laughs> I would too. I don't know about you. I'd flee, flee that little serpent, that little snake that's rolling around. Especially after you take a stick, throw it down, it's turned. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it. And it became a stick or a rod in his hand. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you've given already this year in 2016 as messages, but it's not just messages. This is prophecy. This is areas that you are bringing to the church. And God, I thank you you're bringing to NCF today. I believe that those that are called here today, God, are not here by a naught, but God, I believe they have arrived just in time to hear what you have to say in these last days. God, I thank you for your pouring out your spirit, and God, the enemy is not happy. God, but I thank you that you keep pouring out. God, you keep delivering and signs and wonders are about to be poured out in such a dynamic way. We thank you, Father, for it. And everyone said, I'm going to see it. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Up to this point, Moses had entered into an area for 40 years. He was in the wilderness. The children of Israel, God's people, was in bondage for at least 450 years. And all of a sudden now, God shows up to Moses. And he presents to him, he says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to take you and use you to deliver the people of Israel. Out of bondage, out of those things. Thank God, God used Moses. But he just doesn't want to use Moses, he wants to use you. Can I hear an amen on that one? God wants to use you. Uh, we live in a world that they're interested in the spiritual. They're interested in the, the supernatural. We have movies. We have books that have been written uh, concerning these. Not so much they're interested in the, uh, they, they're interested in the spiritual, but not the holy spiritual. They're leaning towards a lot of other areas. They're looking to things. There are some churches have gotten cold, dead, and dry. Uh, in other words, they don't even mention the spiritual power of God. They only talk about the natural things and, and things around us. 
No mention of the Holy Spirit anymore and the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the world is crying and wanting a supernatural God to intervene. How many knows we serve a supernatural God? We serve a God of miracles and signs, and he's going to do that. I want to do want to speak a little bit about Moses and bring three things out about what we've read here. See, God asked a question of Moses. What's in your hand? God is asking that same question today to every single, what do you have? What do you hold on to? What's in your hand? Notice the reply from Moses, nothing but a stick. Today I brought my walking stick, which I got many years ago. Don't use it very often. Every once in a while, if I go walking, I'll take my stick. But just an ordinary stick. Sometimes people say it's just kind of boring. Just a, looks like a little stick. They got a little scripture on it. So I take it and I use it. And God spoke to him and said, I want you to take it and throw it down. A stick. He threw it down off to the side, laid it on the ground. When he did that, it became a serpent. And we already heard that he ran. You know what was really happening with Moses? He was running from God's calling. He kept running from God. He knew and he heard uh, when he was growing up even in uh, uh, the palace that what God could and what God wants to do. He understood that. See, God had already given him some things that God says, I can use. But he kept running. Can I point out something? Some of you have been running from God's call You've been chasing after other things and running after that, but I don't think it's time to run from the call. I think it's time to run to the call. God wants to use every single one under the sound of my voice. Moses fled the snake. He fled what, what he was holding on to, already holding on to it. And he looked down and it turned to a snake and he ran from it. Thank God, God told Moses to pick it back up and it came normal again. And when he reached down to pick it back up, it was a stick again. It was his stick. Something that he held on to. Three things I want to bring out this morning. First thing, God wanted him to confront his fear. You know how people are conf- that are fearful of things? They have a spirit of fear. And the, the Bible says in Timothy, that we don't have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of what? What is it? Power? Say power. Power. Say love. Love. And a sound mind. The world wants you to think that you don't have to have a soundness of mind, but I beg to pardon. The scripture already declared it to us. I don't need to worry about it. God wanted him to confront the fear that he had right off the bat. He ran from the snake. He ran from the supernatural. He ran from what God could do. But God wants you to understand, it's not time to run, but it's time to run to, not from. See, the stick was nothing but natural, common, ordinary, just something that you can pick up. Next time you go through your yard and you pick up sticks, you're not going to think of those sticks anymore like this. Just ordinary stick. I'll burn it up. I'll throw it in the trash. One thing that happened, when Moses released it, it became supernatural. As long as you got a hold of it, it becomes part of you. But when you release it, say release. Release. 
See, uh, one thing I truly believe, the Bible says that Moses, if you really look at him, in the beginning, uh, when he was raised in Egypt, he was mighty or eloquent in speech. Here's my interpretation where stuttering came in because the Bible says he was a stutterer. Because <laughs> when he threw down the, the stick and became a snake, and God says, I want you to pick it up. He said, what, 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 what? <laughs> and some of you are like that too. <laughs> what, 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 God? You want me to do what? You just done that. You want me to do go there? And you start stuttering just like Moses. You start looking for, see, if nothing else, that pays your trip to come to church on that statement. <laughs> That was my interpretation. There's no biblical thing. So give my mind a little play area there, if you would, please. I liked what happened, though. The stick went back to normal. It didn't stay supernatural. And sometimes we come to church thinking that supernatural things are going to happen all the time. When I go to this, but we got to realize we come back to normal and we go home and we be fathers, mothers, uh, grandmas, grandpas, uh, friends. We become uh, those ones of a, a child. Uh, we go back to normal living. And that's where that, uh, some areas that people uh, tend to forget. I want God to do everything all the time. I love it when he does it supernaturally, but all of a sudden when God lifts his hand of miracles, well, lifts his hand, and I've seen miracles time and time again. I've got to come back to the normal world. I've got to uh, work in the normal world. But what will God do? He says, give me all that I have for you. I like what we see that stick that uh, Moses had was not just used to change over into what we see a snake. Uh, God used it when he faced the Red Sea. And when he faced the Red Sea, God says, I want you to stick it out and face the Red Sea. You know what happened? God just looking for a stick. God is looking for what is in your hands. God wants to use what you have. And what happened when he did that? The Red Sea parted. And when it parted because the supernatural wasn't in a stick, it was in God using the stick. Praise God for this. Also, we see that when they were in the wilderness, they come to a place that they become thirsty. And they come to a place called Myra. And in Myra, there was a place where that the bitter water was there. And they couldn't drink it. The animals couldn't. They got sick. And God says, I want you to take a stick. Again, all God is looking for is a common, normal stick. He stuck it in the water. It became sweet. A miracle took place. See, God sometimes wants to use the ordinary, the ordinary stick, and take your ordinary and make it supernatural. Uh, your ordinary, your natural, and say, I'm going to take you and make things that you have to become supernatural. We see a widow and that was going to eat her last meal with her son. And that's all she had. And one day she was picking up sticks and she was going to make a fire and said that was the last meal. But God says that's the time when the prophet came up to her and said, what are you doing? Picking up sticks, something that's common, something that's boring, something that I'm making the last meal. And all of a sudden the meal never ran out. God performed a miracle because of sticks, because of something that was ordinary. Oh, church, I'm feeling this. This year, God is going to take the common, the natural, the ordinary, and turn it to supernatural. Mm. Get ready for that. The miracle 
that God wants to do is not the stick. It's in his hand when you release it. Glory to God. There was another time that the prophets, the sons of the prophets, that was building a building that they could have a school. And they went out cutting logs. And all of a sudden, one of the servants of the prophet lost an axe head. You know what happened? It went down. He got worried. I borrowed that axe. I borrowed that, and I got to take it back, and I want to be a good of, a man of good reports. I want to be able to take it back like the way I found it. He went to the prophet, and the prophet says, I want you to go to a tree, and I want you to get a stick off the tree, cut a limb down, and I want you to stick it in the water. You know what happened? God took the ordinary stick that was cut down, and the axe head started floating. That's a supernatural. God is looking for a stick. God is looking for the ordinary. God is wanting to use you. See, that's all he needs to do to perform a miracle is to have a stick. I like what we see that when uh, a barbarian group of people that was on an island by themselves, all of a sudden there was a shipwreck and the apostle Paul landed upon that island. And one day they was building a fire because it was kind of, they were wet. It was kind of cold. And all of a sudden Paul gets it in his spirit, go pick up some sticks And out of the sticks, that barbarian island became a Christian island because of the miracle when the serpent reached out to bite him. What happened? Paul didn't die. And that serpent should have killed him right off automatically. But because of sticks, said he was picking up ordinary boring sticks was so then God turned it around and made a miracle there was one time that a man went to Calvary and when he went to Calvary that he faced two sticks and he hung on the cross those two sticks brought our salvation that's a miracle Sometimes we think that the God of the mighty, God, can you use me? God, can you perform through me? Give him your stick, release it, let it go, and watch what God will do with you. See, God is looking for the ordinary, (laughs) not the extraordinary, the ordinary. He's looking for sticks to perform the supernatural. Now, Pastor, you're going off using these sticks. I'm telling you, God was taking what was of the ordinary. Next time you pick up sticks, God, is this a stick you're going to use? Is this the miracle that you're going to perform? But you can't just hang on to it. Fortunately, people are holding on to things. Some people are running from what God's called them to do. God wants to use you. See, God's looking at what you can offer. Said, Pastor, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of education. I don't have a lot of money. God's not looking for that. God's looking for you. That should be a big amen. God's wanting you. So many times people seem to think that what I got to offer is my intelligence. Moses didn't come offering intelligence, his intellect. Matter of fact, God didn't ask for him to use his mouth. God didn't want all those things. And sometimes, because if I use my mouth, I can bring the vocabulary that makes everybody's things. I'm from this highly educated, and I've got this thing. God is not interested in that. God is saying, I want the ordinary. I want somebody that's just normal. I want the, the stick that you hold in your hands, and if you'll release it in my hands, I'll make the supernatural come for you. Yes. See, what you don't have, you can't give. 
So what I have, I must have received. You're all different. You all have abilities and gifts that are different. Something that God gave you, something that God allows you to have. In other words, I want you to quit thinking I'm too small. Quit thinking that I'm not adequate. Quit thinking that I cannot be used of God. Quit thinking that God cannot bless me because God can take a little stick, change it, and make a miracle. Because mm, he used that stick to help deliver Israel. He'll deliver you. An ordinary stick. Second thing I want to bring out of this scenario, this story that we see about Moses and just a few scriptures. One thing that as he released the stick, say release. Release. You know what he released? His fingerprints on the things. His holding on to it. As long as you hold on to it, God can't get into it. It's just like when people, you mentioned about uh, giving an offering. I don't got a lot, and I'm going to hang on to what I got. You know what? You have closed hands, closed fists. You know what God says? I can't get anything in those closed fists. But when you release what you have, God says, I can give you what I have. I want you to catch that. How many knows that God's pretty rich? How many knows that God owns everything? And so if I hold my little... If I hold my little common, what I've earned, and not release it, how can God put in my hands what he has in his hands? How can he release the supernatural in my hands if I'm not willing to open them up and release and say, God bless that I give, and he will. He'll do it. He'll make it more than what you think. See, his, uh, when we speak, his, our yay is his yay. When he says, verily, verily, he declares it in the heaven and declares it on the earth. So when he speaks it, truly, truly, it's going to happen. In other words, the angels hear God speaking, and then all of a sudden the earth has to act on it. Praise God for that. His fingerprints, you must loose that. If Moses had not loosed, things would not have changed for him. Been the same old, same old, same way with you. Same way God wants to do today. He is willing to use you today. He's willing to be what he was to Moses. Moses was a man just like anybody else. Moses was a human just like anybody else that we know walking around, but God took him. See, what God is saying, I want to get the glory for what you have. See, it's not going to be because I'm going to say, oh, because you're such a wonderful person. It's not because that God says this. No, I want to get the glory. God wants to get the glory for everything that he does in your life. And when you release what you have, God comes in and all of a sudden supernatural happens. But when you start thinking it's me, that's a prideful state. Oh, I know God's blessed me in many ways. I've seen a lot of things, but I know where my help comes from. I know where the miracles happen from. It wasn't happening because of me. It's because of a man that went and hung himself on two sticks and hung there that I got my victory. Praise God for that victory. Praise God for what he's done. I'm glad you asked this second, this last point, this third point that I want to bring up, this third thing. Where did Moses get the stick? I'm glad you were thinking about that. You know where he got it from? The desert. He had to be in a desert to pick up a stick, which become his shepherd's staff. He was there, and so many times when you get in a desert place, that's a dry place. A lot of people don't like those dry places, but you know what? That's the place that God can give you the things that you need for your life and what he wants to use. 
But there's so far too many people wanting to quit, wanting to run, because I don't want to suffer. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to have to face that issue. But God says, in the desert place, I've got a stick waiting for you. I've got a miracle waiting for you. I've got the supernatural waiting for you. If you allow me to give you what you need so I can use it to bring glory to me, God says, let the desert be the desert. And that's where Moses was. You know what he did? He brought some good stuff. And that good stuff was the stick. Ordinary, boring stick. Everybody wants to have something that's exciting. But until you get to that place when God calls you, now I've given you what you have need of. See, God wants to equip you. God wants to give you everything for your miracle. Everything for your supernatural to work. But until you allow yourself to go through that desert place, until you allow yourself to go through that place that you can reach down, there's that stick, I need that stick to keep the sheep in line. Hey, I like that. There's that stick, I can keep the sheep in line. You better get in line. You better straighten it up. Moses used it for one reason. He thought, and only reason, was to keep the sheep in line. But that wasn't what God wanted. God said, I'm gonna use that stick to bring deliverance. God said, I'm going to use that stick to bring signs and wonders upon a nation that was ruling the world at that time. He says, I am going to show that I am the only God that there is in this earth. You know what the reason why that there was 10 miracles? There was 10 gods in that nation. And God says, I'm only God. I'm the only one. I'm the one that I'm going to show that I am the one that can bring forth the miracle. Tell your neighbor, says, it's time to get your stick. See, what you pick up in the rough times, what you pick up in the, the difficult times is the things God says, I brought to you. Sometimes your emotions sometimes get the best of you and you just say, God, I don't want that because it seems overwhelming. But in those rough times, in those times when you feel like you're being pulled apart, that's when God says, I'm pouring in. That's when God says, I'm gonna uh, let you do this. Now, God gave Moses a test and God's gonna give you a test. Every single one of you. I want you to catch this. This is good. Because what do you do? Throw down the stick. He threw it down. It was a trial run. It turned into a snake. He showed his power. He passed the test. And after he passed the test, he says, I want you to go to, to Pharaoh. I want you to present to Pharaoh something. And what did he do when he got to Pharaoh? See, what he practiced in the desert, what he practiced in that time when it was dry and he didn't seem to think he could make it, didn't seem to think he could go any further, is what God used to perform the first miracle, supernatural area in front of the Pharaoh. Because when he used, he used a stick. He brought his staff stick. He brought that stick that he got in the desert. It was with him. And many of you have been going through some areas in your life. But if you would look at it and say, God, where's my stick? where's my stick and in that desert God will perform for you that when you get ready to step in front of somebody else to minister to them to deliver something that God's given to you God will perform the miracle that he said he would because the Pharaoh says prove that God sent you because Pharaoh understood that you got to prove something to me so what did Moses do the Bible says he threw down the stick again 
And what happened? It turned into a serpent. I can picture my mind, again, my mind going off again. It doesn't have anything to do with the scripture. I can picture that after it turned into a snake, Moses said, aha, yes, look. Then all of a sudden, the Pharaoh snubs his nose. He says, my magicians will do that. My magicians can do the same thing. You know what happened? You know what magician means? One that brings enchantments. But a, an enchantment means fire. You know what they did? They were not prophets. They were magicians. That's all they are. You know what a magician can only do? Bring trickery. Sleight of hand. Up pops a rabbit. Sleight of hand. Flowers pop up or flowers disappear. A sleight of hand. That's all they could do. They cannot perform. As a matter of fact, if you really study things out a little bit, what they brought was not a change of the sticks. They had something encased, which was snakes inside something that looked like sticks. And they could throw it out. But I liked what take, took place because the king of kings and the lord of lords, uh, the king of snakes, rose up and swaddled every single other snake that was natural, that was not part of God. Can I tell you that the Lord himself will swallow up every single one? Muhammad has no place God, the God, will swallow him up. I see that the teachings of Muhammad will be swallowed up by the king of kings. He's the king of snakes. He's the king of lords of everything. We must understand that we serve an almighty God. They may take trickery. They may talk a good talk, but eventually the king of kings will show himself. He'll show who he is. Then all of a sudden, God himself working the supernatural, swallowed up those snakes. It got the Pharaoh's attention. I'm telling you, there, you may be faced with even opposition. You may be faced with certain things, but God wants to take the stick. God wants to take what you have in your hands. See, let me start out with saying this. It started with one snake, and it ends up with one snake. It starts out with one Lord, ends up with one Lord. It starts out with God, it ends up with God. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the author of my faith and he's the finisher of my faith. It begins with one Lord. It begins with one Lord. It ends with one Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You swallow everything else up, church. Mm, thank you, Father. See, we serve one that's mightier and stronger than anything else. I'm ready to shout on this stuff that God's given me. This stuff that God says, pick up. In the times that I've went through, in the areas of the dryness, in the areas where I didn't really see God's hand, but God says, I was giving you something for the times when I can perform what I've called you to do. When I get, I've ever been talking to the missionary, we've got Jimmy, and I says, I feel an excitement, something stirring in my heart. This conference we're getting ready to do, God is going to perform something great. And church, we're going to be a part of this. But not only that, back in Warsaw, I truly believe God is about to pour out supernatural, but not just on anybody. Those that have been going through the desert, those that have been in the desert, and God says, I've given it to you. Look what I will do. But it wasn't the greatest part of turning the, snake in, turning the stick into the snake is when it turned back. To me, that was the greatest miracle of all. Because why? When God, we have a good service. And you've seen God do some mighty things. We've seen it here. 
and we've seen God do some things and miracles and present miracles. Then all of a sudden, we leave on those times. And all of a sudden, we go back to our lives. Here's what we see from the word of God. When it turned back into a stick, what happened? It went back to normal. When God does the miracles, when God does the supernatural, when we speak and we do, we operate in those areas and we feel the presence of the Lord, we come back to normal. You know what happens? Moses was still the same. He was faithful to his God. The key question, after the supernatural, after the miracles, after what God does, you know, I'm amazed with so many Christians, they question God. God performed miracle after miracle before, but when it comes to those times when you don't see God's hand right away, and you're thinking, you start getting worried. You start thinking, you need to start thinking about the stick. You don't need to start thinking, God, you give this to me. If you've done it then, you'll do it again. If you heal me then, you'll heal me now. If you perform miracles then, you'll perform miracles today. If you saved me back then, I'm still saved today. Yes. Quick questioning. God's given you gifts and talents. God gives you so many things. If God used you back then, he'll use you again. But it's at his bidding, at his time. And he will get the glory. He will get the honor. He'll get the praises. See, in other words, if when I can sing solo and everybody's amazed with it and the Spirit of God is blessing and moving. How would I do when I'm not singing the solo? How would I do when I'm around my home? How would I do when I'm doing the things that is normal? Doing the dishes, cleaning the house, uh, doing things that you women do. Us guys, we get out and run around. We take care of business in many other ways. Are we back to normal? We've seen the supernatural. We've seen this. And God says, now you're natural. Are you going to be faithful to me? But that's boring, Pastor. That becomes boring in life. I like the supernatural. You know what? You can't live on a mountaintop. You only grow in the valley. You only grow in those areas. The key that we see, and here's the key as we end up. We had those three points, three things that God was speaking to us from the scripture. The thing that God wants us to do in 2016 Are you going to be faithful? God said this. When he seen those that stood before him on the judgment day. Welcome in thou good and. Welcome in thou good and what? Notice faithful servant. Faithful servant. I'll be faithful in the good and in the bad. I'll be faithful when we have blessings coming or when I'm in the desert. I'll be faithful this year as we see the year progressing. We're beginning. We're ending the, the fast today is the end of the, the fast. If you didn't participate, you missed a blessing. You missed what God really had for you. You would say, well, my flesh was overcoming. You know what? You need to start overcoming the flesh a little bit and say, God, give me the strength, supernatural strength. Take this ordinary uh, person and use me to bring the supernatural and God will do it. See, it started out with a stick and it would end up with a stick. Started out with just the stick that he had when he released it, become supernatural and God said, now pick it back up. And go out and do what you need to do on a daily task. 
You know what happens? <laughs> There's been many times God has used me. Can I be just point blank? Several times God just threw me in the floor. He threw me in the floor. Threw me down. And used me mightily. I'm using this as a scenario here. God just throws you down and says, I'm going to use you now. He puts his hand on you and all of a sudden you're doing this and you're doing that. You're laying hands on. You're praying for you. You're seeing things happening right away. Then all of a sudden God says, now it's back in your court. Are you going to be faithful? See in that transition, because there's a transition, there's a shift. There's an area in your life that you shift, that you transition from one point to another. There are some people that are transitioning from uh, one thing to another, in, even in a ministry. And they struggle with it. Because they're used to what it used to be like all the time. I remember what the services was. You know what? You got to learn to transition today. You got to learn to transition and let God use you today. You got to allow God to perform through you today. See, back then it was great. I remember a lot of things. But you know what? I can't go back there. That past, that door has been closed. It's already shut. God says, I've got this door open for you today. Will you remain faithful to me no matter what? And if you say yes, then when you release yourselves at the right time, God will use you. God wants to use you today. God wants you to find the stick Pick it up. Not just find it. Pick it up. Pick it up. Tell your neighbor, it's time to pick it up. And allow God to take the natural to the supernatural. Allow God to use you in times and areas. Just a stick. An ordinary, boring stick. But God used it. God used it. You think, well, I'm just boring. I just come and sit on the sidelines. I'm not involved. You are very vital and very important to the kingdom of God. Without you, we'd have a lot of empty seats, more than we do now. And if everybody was coming, every, sometimes we get sporadic. Sometimes we get a lot of people, sometimes we don't. Sometimes you get, there's times I'm thinking, okay, we need to have more seats. And I look around, okay, we got enough. But it's the ordinary. It's those times when you become faithful. Because then there'll be a time God says, he'll appear to you like a burning in a burning bush. And when he does, he says, I want you to throw down your stick. I want you to let me have it. Get your fingerprints off of it. Release it to me. What do you do when you release? You let go. It's no longer in my hands. Oh, let that sink in. The battle's not mine. It belongs to the Lord. But as long as I hold on to it, this is my kid. God released it. <laughs> God told him to pick it off. <laughs> Just like your kids, your grandkids, finances, relationships. This one don't like me because they didn't speak to me today. You keep holding on to the stick, looking at the natural, looking on your own feelings. Your kids may do some things. How many's ever had your kids do things? How many tries to guide them? Let me see. Be, be honest. How many tries to guide them? How many tries to correct them? How many tries to push them? <laughs> but what happens? You're doing this number. You're holding on. You're holding on. 
They belong to God. They belong to God. Well, as long as you hold on to them, God can't do what he needs to do with them. That's when you say, they're yours. I'm dropping them. Hannah, sorry, you're dropped. (laughs) Javi, you're no longer son-in-law, you're son, you're dropped. (laughs) God wants to do supernatural. The question, can God trust you? Can God trust you? When he brings it to you, can he trust you with it? Stand to your feet, if you would, please, over the building. See, the snake represented the supernatural. The stick represented the normal. <laughs>